there, ladies. Welcome to In the Nitty Gritty, a podcast dedicated to women entrepreneurs who are juggling work, kids, relationships, and everything else nitty gritty. You're about to join conversations that speak to all the hats we juggle as we navigate this road of life as gracefully as we can. Wearing our favorite leggings, a messy bun with mascara and lip gloss on, we are holding our sippy cup filled with coffee that keeps us running to all the things so we can enjoy those little moments that make this crazy journey oh so worth it. Life is busy and full and messy, rewarding, challenging, ugly, scary, and so not perfect. But the dreams we have are vividly wild and we are going to make them our reality. So hoosh up your leggings, ladies, grab your coffee, and let's get real. And now your host, Melissa Rose, who's been known to clarify a vision that you didn't even know you had. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In the Nitty Gritty. I'm your host, Melissa Rose. And as always, I'm super psyched to be here. You guys, we have some big news. I am super excited to tell you that we have hit 2,000 downloads and we are in nine countries. Thank you, Italy. You guys, in podcast world, that just means... 2,000 times people have downloaded In the Nitty Gritty. And the other deal here, y'all, is that people have actually listened to most of the episode or all of it because my episodes are short and to the point. So if you are new here, this isn't the norm. I have guests come on every so often, and today we have an awesome guest, Emmy Kirshner. I'm super excited for you guys to learn from her. I just recently met her, and our stories are so similar. So cool. I'm excited for you to meet her, but before we dive in, I want to throw out this offer to you. You guys, I'm putting this out on the table. Every month, I'm going to do a drawing for you to get on the phone with me. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, we can talk business, we can talk shop, we can talk kids, we can just talk for 30 minutes on the phone via Zoom. Let's do it. But first, here's what you need to do to do that and be put in the drawing. First of all, subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already. Number two, please leave an honest rating and review. That's how others get to learn about the podcast. Then I want you to take a screenshot of that podcast review and put it up on your stories on Instagram or feel free to email me Rose at thedancinghouse.com if you email that to me I will send you a free gift and then take that screenshot and also bring it over into In the Nitty Gritty for Boss Babes and once you get in the group there there are a few questions you have to answer y'all okay but I promise once you answer those questions I send you a free gift okay so no matter what you're going to get your free gift and then you get to be in the group, share that post, and you will be put into a drawing for a 30-minute Zoom phone call with me where we can talk anything you want. And I just want to get to know my people. It is so fun hearing what resonates with people, getting messages and saying, oh my gosh, that was so helpful or whatever it is. It just means the world. So if that interests you, I invite you to apply for that phone call. Hey there, guys. Have you stopped over at MsMelissaRose.com? If not, I invite you to come over today. I get asked this question all the time. How in the world do you do it all? With five kids, a single mom, and two businesses, how do you manage to stay so consistent? Well, I created a freebie for you called my five top tools for consistency. And these are tools that I use every single day in my business, you guys, to help keep me accountable, to help keep me on target, and to help grow my business. And they are shared there with you in my five top tools for consistency. So go on over to MsMelissaRose.com and pick up your free copy. 
Now I'd like to introduce to you my lovely guest. You guys, I was looking for guests to be on the podcast. I knew I wanted to have somebody about once a month. And what I'm really excited about is that Emmy is going to also come into the Facebook group. Okay, so Friday, this Friday, Emmy is going to come into the Facebook group and share a little bit of wisdom and dive deeper into what I'm super excited about in this interview with her. She talks about crystal clear vision. And I just got all geeked out about it. So I want you guys to listen to that. Emmy Kirshner runs Impress Enterprises. She's an investor, serial entrepreneur, coach, and international speaker. And she is an expert in implementing strategic long-term plans, increasing productivity and performance while reducing stress. Hello. Increasing sales by maximizing process and lead capture and building and developing value-centered, mission-driven teams. She has her own podcast. Tribe of Leaders, and I invite you to go check her out. So without further ado, let's get right to the interview with the lovely Emmy Kirshner. So Emmy, so excited to have you here. I want to know, I ask everybody right away, what did you want to be when you grew up? I honestly like didn't have a direction. Like I think I'm the only one on the planet. You know, you get to college and all those dreams of being like the firefighter, the doctor, the astronaut, or the whatever, like I didn't have that. And I like left high school and going to college was like, I have no idea. So yeah, I, there wasn't a direction. I had a lot of ideas in high school about things that I wanted to do that I didn't know how to make happen. Like nothing against my parents. They weren't, they're not entrepreneurs. So with my kids, like as soon as they had an idea, like, well, let's go make that possible, possible, right? Like you can do it. And they didn't foster that. Like it's not their mindset. That's fine. But random things, like I wanted to buy abandoned properties and make parks and towns and cities, um, just other like service things, ways to help people. So yeah, totally directionless. So what did you end up going to school for? I initially had started going, um, I wasn't accepted into the School of Architecture, but I wanted to build houses. I had taken years of drafting and like pre-architecture classes in high school and loved it. And then I realized like it was a an amazing program, but I was like off in la la creative land and wanted to play and not be disciplined. And this five-year program was like super intense and there was math in there that I didn't want to do. (laughs) So I was like, all right, not the plan. So I ended up doing business administration because I'm like, I'll use it somewhere. with that, which is funny since I'm now a business coach. Yeah. Um, So tell us a little bit about your journey. I have worked like all over the place, which is part of what has become an incredible asset for me now as I'm helping my clients. But I worked in conference and convention planning. I worked in marketing communications. I sold insurance. I did financial services. I worked in a trade association. I worked for a really boutique marketing agency that sold aftermarket motorcycle products, which I knew nothing about, but was super cool. One of my best jobs. So I've done a lot of different things. And then in between that, I started personal chefing and I had my own catering business and I catered. I did parties from five people to a thousand and went from like just starting out as a server 
to make some extra money when my kids were babies and my ex-husband was out of work to like running the events and then started doing my own stuff. It's been, it's been interesting. You really have been all over the board, which is like you said, an asset to what you're doing because you have so much experience in different places. Yeah. Like it sounds mismatched, but some of my best sales strategies came from catering. We have always had like a ton of food, particularly at the first place that I worked. It was a really high end, you know, just amazing, amazing business. And they soup to nuts, super detailed systems out the galore. But our job was to make sure the guests were full and satisfied and happy because happy guests means happy clients great experience, memory fulfilled. And we were serving Borson stuffed orchids to a bunch of guys that were like, I don't think they'd eaten anything other than like chicken fingers and drank beer. Mm -hmm. And it was such a cool conversation because I'll chat with all of them and everything. And they're like, no, no, we don't need that. I'd come around for like the third time. I'm like, well, why won't you try it? It's like, cause it's going to taste yucky, blah, blah, blah. Right. So this is the whole part of like overcoming the objection and the sales conversation, like really getting into what the problem is. And I'm like, oh, well, if you don't like it, just spit it in the napkin. (laughs) Right. Like I didn't even think about it. I was just like, you know, my kids are spit stuff on napkins. Right. Like they were little at that time. They did it all the time. So he was like, I can do that. I'm like, well, who said you couldn't? Uh So he did. And he's like, I really like this. And then all of his friends started eating them too. Uh-huh. So it, like it changed the whole dynamic, but I'm like, all right, note to self. Like you just got to figure out what's stopping people from getting them to try a new experience. And the other piece is like, there's been so many different industries that I get to see a lot of similar things, similar problems handled different ways. Like I get to bring that to my clients and it's not just one size fits everybody. Yeah. So what do you feel your gift is with your clients? What's your thing that you really are good at? It's really stepping into your leadership CEO role. I'm driving the business and being proactive and not being reactive, not being in the employee. I'm just showing up to you know check off my to-do list. And under that piece come sales and marketing and performance and scaling and how do I delegate and build teams that move with you and fluidity. You've had an array of experiences, which is awesome. So tell us the nitty gritty of what happened, what moment, what time, where were you at when you decided, no, this is where I want to go. This is the direction I want to take my life. This is the direction I want my business go or start my business or wherever it is. I'm going to say the biggest one was when I got divorced. And as I think almost every divorce is exceptionally painful, difficult, challenging. I had been working for a catering company, a different catering company, and I'd opened a cafe for them in a corporate center. I was working like 80 hours a week. My kids were a mess. I was exhausted. I was not given enough budget to be able to hire really good people that would stay. And I had been sick. I'd had like four sinus infections and three months or something. Like I just couldn't get rid of it. My younger guy had been diagnosed with learning challenges and the specialist had done, you know, all the whole battery of tests. And she was like, the good news is, is that we can support him. The bad news is is that he doesn't test consistently and we can't fit him into one of the boxes. So we are going to have to customize a program and that's going to take experimentation. Mm -hmm. And I like, I had no idea. Like I had no idea what to do. I didn't understand half of what she was saying just because it wasn't in, you know, my, my brain space. So I had to start learning. How do I help my kid? 
my older guy was just having a hard time because his dad had moved to New Jersey and was two hours away and, you know, wasn't just physically wasn't here, you know, even less than moving out. And I quit the the catering job, you know, with the corporate cafe and I, I had this red wing chair in our living room and I would sit the kids in front of Sesame Street or whatever and I would just be like, what the hell is going on? Like, all of this sucks big time. And in the same thought, I was like, I know it's going to get better. Like, that's the only thing that got me through it. Clearly, something's got to change here because, like, all these things aren't right and life sucks right now and I can't blame it on anybody else. I have to be accountable and I have to change me. Prince Charming isn't going to come save me. And if he did, I missed him because I was blowing my nose with the science and shit, right? <laughs> it wasn't like an overnight thing for me. Like it took years of working on myself, really getting clear that like I could do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have to fit into the box. And I think that's something I've struggled with because I always have these entrepreneur, like sparkly disease of, ooh, the shiny object type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And how do I shift that? At the same time that I'm trying to get back on my feet and get my kids okay and get support. And I got divorced when my kids were five and seven. So, and they're 19 and 21 now. So like, it's been a really long time, but you know, it, there were a lot of times, like years of, all right, it's 9.30, they're both sleeping. And I can breathe for five seconds before I pass out in my own bed and the day starts over again. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like that was all I could handle or manage or whatever. And, and I put my kids first. Like that was a commitment I had made. And I mean, we had a ton of fun too, but it was just, there wasn't a lot of support for me being essentially, you know, 24 seven mom. Yeah. I want to dive in a little bit deeper with yeah. the, um, the rock bottom when you said it's going to get better because it can't get much worse, right? That feeling of knowing it's going to get better. How did you feel or how long did it take? I have a similar story. So it was, for me, it was about two years. I didn't realize how low I was until I came out of it. Was there kind of like a moment where you're like, okay, we're not treading water. <laughs> we're not like, I kind of have my feet on the ground a little bit. You feel like, okay, I've got this now. I'm going to say it was probably 18 months. Yeah. Two years. It took me another like year to actually get divorced and sell the house and all that stuff. The thing that allowed me to get through it was that I knew like physically that there was light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So I just had to keep walking, you know, one step at a time, one step at a time and do the best I could make the best decisions I could and be okay with imperfect like I've said that to my kids a hundred times. What were some things that were like therapy for you? For me, it was walking and I was constantly listening to books and I'm working on myself without realizing I was working on myself. I was just learning business. I was drawn to self-help. I just liked those books. And then of course you're applying it. And what was it for you? You are a badass by oh, Jen no. and the desire map wow. uh, from Danielle Laporte. Like those were my rocks. Amen. Same thing. Exact same book. Badass was, that was my lifesaver during that. Yeah. And just friends and and my parents were as supportive as they could be. And eventually I sold the house, moved, new neighborhood. I started dating somebody who was not my, you know, lifetime person, but the right person right then. And was like so instrumental in showing me so many different things. And that was really cool just to be supported in that way. And and he pushed me to lead the kids in a different way that I wouldn't have done. Partly because I'm not a guy, obviously. And he's like, this is what they need. I'm like, 
oh, okay. <laughs> so he helped me change my relationship with my parents for the better. It was all those things. Gosh, we have similar stories, very. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to business. <laughs> so when did you when did you decide? So you had the catering, you were helping with that. So tell us how you morphed into business coach. How did that happen? One of the things I decided when I was catering, and this was right as like I was just starting, I'd worked for other companies. So I was just starting my catering business and just getting like business not quite consistent. Like it was just, I had never planned it to be this huge thing overnight. So I was like, I can't do parties and come home at two o'clock in the morning and put my kids on the bus. Like I can't. And that's the catering business. Like it's, that's the way it works. And it's not every day, but you know, holidays, whatever, there's certain time periods where it's just all out. And I love that. Like I love that chaos, but I also need to be awake and present for my kids. So I was like, all right, that's not it. And I actually worked at Starbucks for a year before I took the job as a project manager for the marketing boutique. And during that time, it's like, I want to open a restaurant. Like my passion for food is huge and, and healthy food. Like I'd been really into healthy food. I'd healed Brian, my older guy's digestive issues when doctors couldn't, when he was a baby, I was well-read, well-versed. And I wanted people to understand that healthy food could be really exciting and fun and not scary, keeping the, you know, the idea of the guys with the orchids. And I spent a year and a half on that project. I had a place, everything else. And eventually I just, we couldn't come to an agreement on the rent for this 250 year old farmhouse. It would have been so perfect. So I, I walked away and I was like, what do I do next? Cause like the whole nine to five thing's not my thing. And this, my project management job, like I could work from home when I needed to, I could bring the kids to, you know, to work with me. Like it was built around my schedule and very flexible. And I was just like, eh. so it must've been a week later after I officially had decided like I'm done with the restaurant for right now. Like it's maybe, you know, another time or whatever, but my girlfriend was like, Hey, I just got certified as a health coach and you should do this program. It's phenomenal. You already know half of it because you're so well-read and I know your passion is helping people. So I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, did that, opened my business as a health coach and started enrolling clients and woke up a couple of years later and realized that if I had to write another blog about the five things that you were supposed to eat, I was going to throw up. I just like, again, what do I do? So I spent a couple of months thinking like, well, how do I transition this? And that's where it slowly just went, moved over to business coaching. My aha moment was like, well, let me look at how I'm serving my people, like really serving my people. And I was like, oh, I'm not even health coaching. Right? Like, it was all stress management. They were all entrepreneurs and I was solving their sales problems and their marketing problems. And yeah, we talked about food, but it had gotten into a place of like, how are you hiring and who do you need to be on your team and all the stuff that I could just do organically from all the other experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, it took me a little time to be like, well, what do I want to offer? What's my thing? Mm -hmm. But I made that shift then. Mm -hmm. And I'm so much happier and I'm serving where I'm supposed to be serving because they still get the stress management and the health and wellness when they need it. 
but now I get to help them build really cool businesses that make impact. Yeah. And you had all those previous experiences. You needed to have those so you could be the amazing coach you are for your people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think the diversity, as I said, adds a lot of value. Yeah. Yeah. I often, in my business too, I have a dance studio. So to have that and then lead into business coaching, it was needed. All those steps, it's all needed and warranted for what we're doing now as business coaching. So it's so fun. Okay. So you shared a lot about your story. What is one thing in your business? I'm known as a consistency person. So what is one thing that you do consistently in your life? It can be personally or business-wise, but that really, if you don't do it, you know things are going to go off the rails <laughs> and it can be anything. The thing I do consistently is be getting really clear about what I want. It's the vision piece and then planning around that. And I've developed a whole system with a quarterly planner that I use for my clients to do that after having bought probably 30 planners that I started and didn't finish because they didn't work for me. So it's it's a lot of experimentation, but if I can do it consistently and not necessarily every day, but month over month, week over week, like I'm using it, you know, six out of seven days or five out of seven days and I'm achieving my goals. Like that's obviously the end game of the result then right on. And with it being fun, like I'm excited about doing it. I'm not just writing stuff on a piece of paper for the sake of writing it. Is this a planner that you created or is this one you use? And one I created, like it's all my IP at this point, so... Awesome. Yeah. So I'm testing it with some clients and then my goal is to have it, you know, on Amazon or whatever. So people can buy a physical copy instead of having to print out a PDF. So that's your big consistency thing. Always keeping that in front of you and knowing where you're headed. Yeah. Very cool. I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. Like I'm a planner geek and not from the standpoint of having the physical book, but like, I like having my lists and I like knowing what I'm doing and that's just how my brain works. Mm-hmm. And I've found a lot of freedom in that space because I have a system and a structure that supports me. If it works, then let's just keep using it. Type yep, of. exactly. If you find something that works, keep it. <laughs> and it's what allowed me, particularly as my kids are older now, and my oldest was you know, graduating high school and everything. I was like, oh, light at end of tunnel again, right? Like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be free. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a super close relationship with both of my kids. But I was, it's a different dynamic with both of them out of the house. And I was like, what do I do? And now that I'm in this place, like everybody's like, oh, you're an empty nester. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. There's nothing empty about the nest. Nest is full. Nest is full. Kids just don't hang out here 24-7. You know, but that took time. That, that clarity took, you know, what do I want? Where do I want to be living? So I moved into the Philadelphia from the suburbs. What do I want around me? Who do I want to have for my friends? What do I want my business to look like? All of those things. And yeah, and it, it changed. Like initially I was like, oh, I'm going to move to the beach. It's been interesting. Very intentional. I love it. Very yeah. good. Okay. So I want to ask you, you're a mompreneur, you have two boys and you've experienced a lot of things in your journey. So one piece of advice, wisdom, a quote, a book, or something that you would share with, we have mompreneurs listening to this, solopreneurs, what would be your wisdom? I'll share my favorite quote, which is from the Dalai Lama. And it is the point of life is happiness. Super simple, but it's something to, because you're just meandering through your day to kind of keep present. And that falls nicely into your consistency of your vision. Yeah, I really like, I just want to play all the time. 
<laughs> I have one. Be happy today. I do that at the end of my yoga classes. Be happy. Today. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that one too. And that was from that special person in my life that in that transition after divorce and living life, he told me that and I just loved it. I was like, I'm using that. I can do today. Happy today. <laughs> right? Oh, awesome. Emmy, is there anything else that you would love to share with our audience here? I appreciate your time and your wisdom and you sharing all these awesome nuggets. I love the intentional vision. That is something I invite to take away. But is there anything else you'd like to share? I would love just to like inspire everybody to go do what they love. Don't feel like you have to be stuck with either not starting the business that you want or like don't be afraid to pivot. Mm-hmm. I, when I moved from health coach to business coach, like one of the things I had to overcome, even though I had all these years of experience, it was like, oh no, I can't be a business coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to be a business coach. My girlfriend whose business is acting as the CFO for your, your business, other businesses, gently reminded me, she's like, didn't you do a restaurant business plan with like five years of financials and investors and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that wasn't that hard. Mm -hmm. It's like, I bet you would make a really good business coach because when you're at the conferences that we go to, you're the one that always has input on how somebody should structure something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I didn't, I just hadn't seen outside of myself. Mm And once that door opened up for me, I was like, all right, I'm all in that. Like, yeah. Let's play with this. Yeah. And you've been intentional about surrounding yourself with people like that because those people, we need those people because we do. We get so focused in on what we think we want, but it's those people outside of us, which we are also intentional about hanging around. <laughs> that yeah. They feed us in the right ways. That's yeah. I, I try to be, you know, but, and I mean, not my quote, obviously, but the dumbest person in the room, like I'm always <laughs> up level. So, you know, who can I learn from? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm laughing because we, <laughs> that's my dad's favorite quote to me. <laughs> Make sure you're the dumbest one in the room. <laughs> Awesome. Emmy, thank you so much for your time. I am so excited to share you with my audience. I know they're going to gleam some wonderful wisdom from you. So thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So that concludes our awesome interview with Emmy. I'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Hey there, guys, real quick. If you are loving the podcast, could you do me a huge favor? Would you rate and review this podcast so other people could find it? That is the best way for people to find more about In the Nitty Gritty. Thanks so much. Peace.